0: Thanks to Sana Skin Studio for supporting The Know Podcast. Sana is a skin studio that is shifting the relationship with your skin and your products through goal-driven facials, real guidance, and clean skincare. Stay tuned for our promo code so you can receive $25 off of your first facial at Sana Skin Studio. Welcome to The Know Podcast with me, Nikki Spoh. What is up, Truth Speakers? Welcome back to another episode of The Know with me, Nikki Spoh. Okay, now, so if you follow me, you already hashtag know that I have mad love for the lifestyle store, The Showroom. And if you are in Miami and you live under a rock, The Showroom is owned by today's guest, Marilyn Sanchez. Marilyn Sanchez is bringing life and style back with her new store concept after more than 20 years of working in the fashion industry. Throughout her life, fashion has always been a passion of hers. And as she has evolved, the direction of her passions have evolved and shifted. And that has prompted her to open a store that was developing with her own personal style and taste. But really, this episode is less about the showroom and more about how Marilyn Sanchez has pivoted relentlessly in her life and has spun gold out of straw. She is a woman that I admire and respect to no end. And I want to share with you all of the beautiful reasons why. At the end of the day, Marilyn shows women everywhere that they can create beauty, wealth, and the life of their dreams at any point in their lives and to not sleep on their 40s. For a woman like me who is just reinventing her career in her mid-30s, Marilyn brings me tremendous hope and sets the example that vision and action pay off and that the reward can be life-changing. I'm so excited for you to get to know Marilyn Sanchez. Let's go. Marilyn, you're boss beauty. I love you and I have so much respect for you and I'm so freaking glad that you are finally, finally, because we've been talking about this forever, finally coming on the show. I feel like my listeners have so much to learn from you. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for being so patient and uh, (laughs) not pushing too hard, but actually impressing me so much with your podcast that it made me want to come on.
0: Oh my gosh. That means so much to me. So um okay, I already clued everybody in that you are the owner of the showroom. Um, but you had a whole ass life before the showroom became a reality. So let's um let's dive right in and start talking about like how you pivoted from fashion to home decor.
1: I have I'm a Miami girl. I've yeah. lived in Miami my, my entire life. I attended FIU. I never finished FIU because I knew early on what I wanted to do and I was just I guess one of those young adults that felt like I think I'm done with school. I want to own my own business. I don't need to, you know, but so I never finish. Um, I owned a company that owned many women's clothing boutiques with the father of my children. Um, In my 20s, I worked full time, went on every single buying trip and did all that while raising my two kids, Mia and AJ. So when did you get married? I got married when I was 21 years old. Super young. Super, super, super young. He was 33. I was 21.
0: Oh, you know um, I love an age difference. Of course you love an age. Difference. <laughs> it keeps us. It keeps us the young, the young, pretty ones. <laughs> I'm like, I keep you young, dude. I keep you young, totally. That's so- I, and I even did young the second time around too. Oh, really?
1: Yes. My age difference with my new husband is 10 years.
0: Oh, I love that. Yes. I love that. Yes. I didn't. I didn't realize. Um, okay. So wait. So you got married super young. You were 21 years old. And yes. so did you like? Did you go? He did. He have these stores before? You got married.
1: I had one of the stores before we got married, uh-huh. um, and uh, I started working with him, helping him out. We decided to open up more stores, and the company just continued to grow, continued to grow.
0: As you, de- you were developing a relationship with your ex-husband, like you started like going ham and working together with him, and like yeah, being we were, very much part of the brand, we, like
1: we were partners. We were, partners in the sense, we worked together every single day. There wasn't like a day, you know, we, we weren't like in separate spaces. There stores we were in different locations, but every single day we saw each other and then, you know, we would come home and be husband and wife.
0: What was it like working with your partner?
1: Good. It was fine. We got along. There was nothing to not agree on and we agreed on everything. There wasn't at any point that there was there fighting. Of course there was fighting. We were married, but there was never like any fights when it came to like the business or the vision of the business. Um, and it wasn't like one was involved and the other one wasn't, we were both extremely involved in the business, but I guess since we were both, it was like a hundred percent of what we did aside from our kids. Um, it worked, you know, you
0: share the same passion. So you had like a very clear vision mutually of where, where this, where the business was going. But I love that you even like mentioned that, um, of course we fought, we were married, like. I feel like the world has this perspective that like marriages are supposed to be perfect and that there's no fighting. And I love it when women just keep it real and they're like, duh, yeah, (laughs) we live together. We see each other every day. Like we're not going to agree all the time. We're not going to see eye to eye on all the things. But I think that you point out something really important is that like the vision is what is like the driving force of things behind things, right? Like you have to have a mutual, a mutually shared vision of where things are going, whether that's in your professional life, um, in this case that we're talking about, but also like in in your in your marriage. So <clears throat> I went to FIU too. I I finished, but I always think about the people who are like so entrepreneurial that they're like have bigger plans for themselves. And I know both of your kids, like today I know both of your kids like go to school and that's very important to them. They're in, they're in college. Well, Mia has graduated and AJ's still in, in school, but like it's very important to them and probably to you too that to, to finish. But I think there's something to be said about the generation of people who are like- yeah, I definitely, I'm not promoting, not finishing school. So okay. My-, <laughs>
1: my daughter knew she had to finish. I'm so proud that she graduated. She graduated on time. She did everything perfect. I love that. She's working with me now and I couldn't be prouder. My son is actually in an entrepreneurship program. That's cool. Um, yes, it's very cool,
0: and they, they both knew they have to finish. So definitely not promoting not finishing college. Yeah, but I think, like, a lot of people in our generation were, like – it was, like, a hybrid thing that was going on, right? Like, on one end, like, the our parents before us, like, we came from – we're, I think we're part of a generation where, like, our parents didn't go to school, you know, or a lot of our parents didn't go to school. And so this is, like, the first generation of opportunity that we get to, like – no, like I paved the way. Our parents worked so hard. Like many of them were immigrants and they like, they worked so hard to give us the opportunities that they did not have. Right. So like we went to school and we did the work and then, but on the flip side, there was a group of people that were like, wait a second, I don't need to go to school to be able to be successful. And I think that that's a really important message also, because like there's a group of parents that say you have to go to school in order to be successful. And that's not always the case and you are a, an example of that like a shining example of that okay so wait a second so, so, so you like so you got married super young and then you had two babies and pretty close together like mia and aj are pretty close in age they're right they're 3 years apart the 3 years three. apart uh huh okay so i have two littles like shago's 3 and dante's 2 they're 20 months apart and it's really freaking hard to balance it all like and P.S. I'm also like super grateful to have you in my corner because you always like cheer me on when it comes to motherhood and entrepreneurial life. Like I love having a friend like you who has been there and I can like really bounce these ideas off because it is, it's really, really hard. Like how did you manage, like how did you balance that with two little kids?
1: My kids were actually very easy when they were little. I recognize that now I see other kids that, you know, are not as easy. Are they have they always been easy? Are they, were they super easy teenagers? Maybe not. But when they were kids, they were actually very, very easy. Um, I had an incredible nanny and I had an incredible support system for my family. Like my mom was ready to babysit and help out whenever. I'm super close to my siblings. They, everyone was, you know, my kids were the first ones that were the first littles in my family. So everybody was very excited
0: to help out. So, you know, it takes an army. Totally. What's your, so what's your thought about having nannies? Um,
1: I think if you can afford a nanny, you, I mean, I even think if you can't afford a nanny, you find the money for the nanny. I think that as a mom, you actually spend better quality time with your children when you're not doing every single little tedious task. Like for instance, when my kids were little, I hated nothing more than feeding them. I I enjoyed putting them to bed. I enjoyed giving them baths. I enjoyed playing with them, coloring them with them, doing something like creative that you're like not allowed to do. Like, let's say like Play-Doh. Some moms like hate Play-Doh. Like I used to love to like take out a Play-Doh set and play with them. But feeding them, I absolutely hated because it was like this, just this task that there was nothing fun. Like they didn't want to eat. It just, it was not rewarding at all. So, you know, it was nice because then the nanny can step in do that, it's also very nice if you have a live-in and you know, when your kids go to sleep, it, it's okay to leave the house at that point, they're asleep. So you're not taking away from them and going and running out to whip and dip to go get an ice cream with your husband, going to watch, a movie. just like you have to go to CVS and you don't want to go by yourself and he can go with you and you guys could like do a quick CVS run, all these little things. It's, I mean, it's definitely a
0: luxury that's incredible to have. You think about like people and women, especially, like I think historically, like we are the primary caretakers of the home, right? Whether we have whether we work or not, right? Like whether we have a right. job or not, like we're still like the head of the home, I mean, and you're still doing it. You don't yeah. get off just because you have a job. Exactly, exactly. And so, like w- making the time and like investing, right? Like monetarily investing the time, the like investing in creating space for yourself, right? And to alleviate the load so that you can be. You really hit something hard and important here is like investing in like yourself to like have time to be you outside of only being a mother and like, bless that you get to have a career that, that you felt like super creative and inspired in, right. Like working in fashion, like that must've been so much fun going on all these buying trips and being able to really like step into that like that's a lot of fun, and you couldn't, you probably couldn't have done that with without that help. But there are so many parents that, and moms specifically, that are in jobs that, like, they're just, man, like trying to make ends meet, you know. And it might not be the job of their dreams, right? So even in that sense, like ha- being able to invest in in having that that help, so that they can have whatever it is, like twenty minutes to themselves, to be able to do something that they like or that replenishes it's their shower. soul. Some people don't realize,
1: like just taking a shower. Oh my gosh, an yeah. Uninterrupted shower. That nobody comes into the bathroom, nobody knocks, nobody tries to come in. You can right. just be in the shower. Like for me, it's like, like going to a spa.
0: Totally. Somehow my kids managed to escape my nanny and come find me in the shower anyway. I'm, I'm really, I'm working on that. Like they're, they're like little, like they're ninjas. They just find, they find a way, Marilyn. They find a way. Okay. So, but like you, so you ran these chores with your ex husband and then you got divorced. So, like, what the F happened after you got divorced? Did you guys continue to work together?
1: Um. Well, that was not fun. It that was not fun.
0: (laughs) No,
1: it was not fun. So that's the downside of being in business with your husband. Um, Is if you get divorced. (laughs) Yeah, because divorce happens, unfortunately. Um, We got divorced after 10 years of being married, and uh, I agreed to sell him my shares of the business, but I also agreed to work for him. We figured, you know what, it would be the best way to continue to run the business the way it always had and keep everything going the way, you know. We wanted it to keep going because it was good,
0: right? Yes, yeah. like that part of it was, things was good. It
1: was good, and yes, we wanted to. Was it easy every single day? No, working with your ex husband is not easy. Oh my gosh! He definitely made the best of it. He was an incredible father, and um, sadly, unfortunately, a couple of years later, after battling cancer, he did pass away. That's so quiet. that brought on other struggles.
0: So I. Like, and we've talked about this obviously because we have a personal relationship outside of like whatever this the, this podcast recording, right? Like, but like I can't imagine the emotions of like being divorced, like like coming to terms and having a peace having peace with your decision to like separate from your partner, your life partner, who's the father of your children. To then like having something like you, I don't th- like. I think we all know that death is is a is a reality of life, right? But then having that happen so soon after, um, have the father of your children pass away. Um, and I can't imagine like what the emotional toll of that feels like. It's a lot. It's a lot. And you think that you're like
1: separated from a person when you're divorced from them, but when he passed away, it was a lot because it didn't matter. How much we fought, it didn't matter. Like nothing mattered at that point because he was the only other person on this earth that the most important things to him, which were our kids, were the most important things to me. So after divorce, like you still share and like him being gone, I, I went through a huge, huge, huge like, why me? I'm like, I could handle the divorce. I could handle my kids being the kids that came from a you know, divorce. Family. I'm like, how could he be the one that died? Like a man so full of life, so full of everything. Like how could he be the one that died? But at that point, you know, my kids were 13 and 10 and I was always a strong woman. I have been a strong woman my entire life. My parents will tell you since I was a kid, they knew I was a little different, very strong, very sure of what I wanted. At that point, I realized, like, I'm don't, it's not just about being like a strong woman. I'm gonna have to basically become a superhero and become a strong mother, a strong father, and find a way to raise them the way we would have raised them together.
0: This conversation is so good, but before we keep going, I want to take a minute to thank our sponsors, Sana Skin Studio. The best way for me to describe Sana is that it feels like coming home. Unlike traditional facials, Sana's facials are rooted in education, and I love this so much. Every experience I've had at Sana has been a chance to learn more about my skin and its needs. I love that the facials are effective while also being accessible enough to be a monthly ritual rather than a yearly splurge. I'm honored to be able to provide our audience with a promo code. Use the code Glow for $25 off of your first facial at Sana when booking via sanaskinstudio.com. It's really crazy um, because like I feel like I was born with like an internal strength and an internal like something whatever I don't I can't really I can't really articulate it perfectly but I feel like I was born with like a, like something special inside of me and I think that like a lot of people feel that way but strength was not something that I objectively felt like I actually remember feeling like I was very very weak and as you know from like personal things that I've shared with you it's like like my stepping up to become like the mother that I wanted to be was like a really long bumpy journey. Um, I think a lot of people go through their own version of this, right? Like in their own way, like in their own wake up call to like step up, like level up, um, especially as mothers, but as like women, as, as individuals like that, like this, this has to happen to take me to the next level of my life.
1: Well, I also believe that that's another thing that today in my 40s, why am I so strong? Well, I am so strong because I haven't had a choice. I have been dealt certain cards that I have literally made the best that you could possibly make out of those cards. I mean, I make it look easy. Does that mean my life is perfect? No. Does that mean I am not freaking out? I happen to be like the type of person that doesn't really ask for favors. I don't ask for help. So it's almost like sometimes, like, my family will have to, like, they'll think, they'll look at me and they'll think, like, oh, you didn't need anything. Why didn't you ask? It's just my nature not to ask. Does that mean that everything is easy? No, I definitely have days that I feel like, oh, my God. And those days, I just literally, like, isolate. I, like, spend the day by myself. And it's so funny how, like, something like that can just, like, even a few hours that I'll like spend by myself when I'm having a bad day, like just recharges me completely to like go back out to the world and be like the person that everybody expects me
0: to be. You get divorced, obviously like divorce comes with like financial change, right. In, in any direction. And I'm not, to, I'm not one to say like what anybody's financial direction would be, but, no, no, then- no,
1: but of course there's change. I mean, when you get divorced, there's not you don't have more money when you get divorced you you know what I mean you're yeah. getting something and you're dividing it so you know there was definitely financial change I made you know personal uh, adjustments to spending or just became a little bit more conservative with my spending I found it to be like a little bit more important to start saving money um, come up with like my own plans uh, when he uh, was diagnosed with cancer at that point you know I just thought like. I, I don't know, like, what the financial situation is. I don't know what the plan is. I need to go get my own, you know, life insurance. You know, you start thinking about your own death when somebody is scared and does not. But with all that, I think I tried. I tried my hardest. I know I definitely tried my hardest, and I think I made it that my children never saw a change in their lives. I just figured what they had gone through with the divorce, and then later with their father passing away was just so much that I just, that was the most important thing in the world to me is to make sure, you know, I didn't need to shop. I didn't need to buy jewelry. I didn't need to go out to eat every night. I needed to make sure that my kids didn't go through something else because of finances.
0: So was there any like downtime for you though? Like was there professional downtime? Did you take a break? Did you take a breath? Like what happened?
1: I never took a breath then. I never took a break then. I took a break for the first time in my entire life right before I turned 40 years old. Um, I wasn't working at all. I took some time. I took three, four months maybe. And, um, I, you know, turning 40 is a big thing. And I kind of decided I wanted to open up my own business, but I wanted to do something that I hadn't seen done before. There were so many women's clothing boutiques in Miami, so many that, you know, I had owned in the past, so many competitors, so many that had opened and closed. some, you know, that were staying open. I just wanted to like do something different. And I had just finished building a home. So I was very into like the home decor. Home with furniture. your husband,
0: with your with your second husband.
1: With my second husband, yes. We had built a home together. Um, so that kind of, you know, you're picking out every finish for your home. You're picking out new furniture, you're picking out accessories. I became kind of so invested in that that, I mean, I always had what I think was a beautiful home in the past, but it's like this time I was like, really into it and like sourcing it and stuff like that, I decided to go to a home show in New York um, during my not working time and didn't buy anything, didn't do anything. I didn't have a store, but I just did all the research, held on to all the information and started coming up with a business plan. I wanted to find a way to be able to start, to open up a store that carried not just clothing, but carry, Home decor, carry fine accessories, fine jewelry, carry um, beautiful candles, some gift items, but just like basically everything that I loved. I was in the women's fashion industry for over 20 years, and I just felt like I had a a relationship with my clients that they weren't just like coming to me to pick out a pair of jeans or a dress. They wanted me to help them pick out the shoes that I didn't sell them, but like would send me pictures or come into the store with pictures like, oh, what shoes should I get? Or... What jewelry should I buy? Or um, what do you think of this for my house? So I was just like, wait a second. So if people are coming to me for this, they thank God I'm blessed. They trust me. They like my level of taste. I want to open up a store that's basically where the lifestyle concept came in. I want to open up a store that I can sell like th- the top items, the best of the best that I love you know and they it didn't always have to make sense and we didn't always we weren't always going to carry them you know what I mean at one point this is what we were doing but I could do something at another point um and basically after months of coming up with a business plan coming up with a concept um that is where the showroom was born uh two weeks after my 40th birthday
0: okay so this so the business celebrate celebrated their five years this year yeah. right yeah okay yep. that's right yep I was there I was there I was there um but like this is the, the amount of trust that your clients had to have had with you is really, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. It's that it's really beautiful. And I think it's a big part of like branding. And I, you know, I mentioned earlier that I ta- I got to talk to the Miami dancers about like building your brand and talk about building a brand where somebody comes to you for like almost every decision in their life. And like, I know firsthand that I do that. Like there's literally like, there's almost no, outfit that doesn't cross a text message between me and you.
1: Right. And and I I just, and it's one of those things that it's funny. It's like all, but it'll be with like a vacation spot or a restaurant to go have, I mean, my clients know my biggest hobby aside from my work and dressing people and dressing up is going out to eat and traveling. So it's like, they can come to me for that. And it's never a bother. Like I can't explain, you know, people sometimes will start out with like, oh, I'm sorry to bother you, but I just saw you're in you know, you're in Harbor Island right now. Like I'm staying these many nights. Like, what do you think? That is not a bother. That is literally just like, it's the reason I do what I do. I love to be able to answer people and help people. Cause like, if I have
0: that knowledge, like why wouldn't I share it? Well, I think that's part of like the, the main thing. Like we're going to get to this also about like the money part of all of this. And I think it's important that we talk about it because I love to see women step into their financial power. I think it's really important to have, Um, an example of what that looks like. And I think you are very much an example of that. Like you genuinely love sharing your wealth of knowledge. Yes. Like it's only natural that you should earn a beautiful living for yourself doing that in some capacity. Like it makes sense that you would. And I think ultimately that's everybody's freaking dream. It's like I could sit here and do this free podcast forever because I genuinely love Helping people through these podcasts, right? Ultimately, this is an energy exchange. You and I sitting here having this conversation is an energy exchange of ours, like that we are giving the gift of our energy to our listeners. So, the people who are choosing to take their time, which is so precious and so valuable, they're taking their time to listen to us talk about this. Like, in some capacity, like it would be insane for me to say no. I don't want to make any money doing this. Of
1: course, of course, you want to make money because making money makes it. It makes you feel. It's kind of like the reward, whether it's because you need the money to live, or it's it, it's like sales at the stores. You know, like it, it's not that every single sale is gonna change my life or make a difference, but it's almost like a point system, right? Like. When we have a great day, I'm like, wow, like my store, like people, that many people came to my store today, that many, it, you
0: feel good. But speaking of money, like you have to spend money to make money. And that's something that I keep reminding myself um, because like having a podcast, I think from the outside looks like oh, so super fun, fun games, like, but to have a quality show, like there's a lot that that really goes into it. Like people don't want to waste their time hearing people just like vent and talk shit about nothing. You know what I mean? Like people want to get to like the core, like, what is this about? What is this about? And it's at least that's what my listeners want. They want to know like what the direction is of this. And so I'm learning, like I have to spend money on editing. I have to spend money on advertising. I have to spend money on like all these things to make my show quality um i remember you showing me a picture of the showroom like the day one that it opened and how like <laughs> the picture i look at once
1: a year <laughs> every Everyone of my my oh, my mom my sister everyone that works with me knows i love to laugh at that picture
0: i mean the store looked empty compared to what it looks like now oh, but- empty here's the deal. Like you had to spend that money. Like you had to rent a place. You had to buy the products before the consumer, the customer came in to spend the money. Right. So like, did you have the funds to pursue this or or was this like way over your head?
1: No, I, I, like I I mentioned before, and I started saving even more after I got divorced, I've always been a saver. Um, That was one good thing I did get from my first husband. He definitely taught me to like save, save money for a rainy day, like you never know, like there's a percentage of what you make, you should be putting away. Mm. And believe me, like that was amazing because so many clients, other business owners, friends offered to invest in my new store concept. I mean, people knew I know how to open a store. I know how to make a store successful. They wanted to invest, which was a great feeling to have that yeah, people totally. were to front this money. And they're like, Oh, I'll, I'll give what I'll give all the money. and you And you know, it was a decision I made. I am okay going through almost all my savings. I want to open up the store on my own. I, I was I was betting on myself. Yeah. Um, I didn't want a business partner. I didn't want any business partners. I wanted to do this on my own. And I figured if you're going to invest your money on anything, investing in yourself is probably, you know, the best place you're going to put your money.
0: Well, I think also, like, it's kind of scary to do that, you know? Like, right. Because it's it, sometimes you don't know, like, you don't know if you're going to be successful. I mean, we, I have this whole solo podcast episode about like overcoming fear. Like mm-hmm. how did you overcome your fear of the unknown?
1: I don't know if I ever really overcame the fear before I opened up the store. And it was a scary thing. Because It doesn't matter how many women's clothing stores I opened. It was like, okay, that was like expected. That wasn't new. This was like t- tapping into something new. Like I didn't know, are people going to like trust me for home decor? Are people gonna even understand this concept? Are they gonna get it? Are they gonna walk by the store? Are they gonna know? So many, so many like fears and unknown. And, you know, I used to do this with my ex-husband and, you know, for a little while I had business partners in another business venture, but like doing it on my own, as much as like, I don't even come across as type of scared, I will admit, I was scared for the first time ever And I didn't overcome it before like the opening of the store. It wasn't like, okay, now we set up the store. It looks beautiful. um, We open up. We had an incredible day. Like I'm done. It was probably like a couple months later that one day I was just like, holy shit. Like this stuck. Like this concept. My concept. My concept. People are loving it. People are absolutely loving it. And then it was like, I realized I was like, okay, so... I was, I didn't need to be scared, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like sometimes you you need to be humble. Like you can't go into things thinking like, oh, just because I'm doing it and I have this experience, it's going to be great. No, you, sometimes you might do something and it might not be great. And I think like putting that out there and knowing like I'm doing something new and I am just hoping and praying that all my clients, that they are going to come. And I remember just even, forget about that a couple months later was when I realized like, this worked. I remember opening day of the store when it went, when I showed you the picture that it was, didn't have half the inventory it has now, didn't look half as good as, it, as as it does now. The amount of people that showed up opening day, like I will never, ever, ever forget it from, you know, friends, old clients, uh, my parents, friends, just like people that I knew from all over the place from all the years of having stores, like seeing them show up and like
0: coming to check out and like being impressed by it was nice. But did you think then that you could be as financially successful as you are now?
1: I have had financial stability most of my life. Um, in my twenties, when I was starting out my family, I was able to rely on my husband to worry about all that. So like that felt like being financially successful when we got divorced, he passed away. Well, now I've got a new thing to do. I got to come up with money, making money on my own. I have to be able to be like the breadwinner for my children. I have to be able to maintain my home. I have to be able to do, and I succeeded at that. So the end of my thirties, I would have told you wow, I'm financially successful. It was 100% in my 40s where I have made the most, if you're going to measure this success with with finances and money, and you know we do have to measure it like that. Uh, of all the stores I ever opened, this has definitely been the concept that has sold the most, made the most. Um, it was an incredible decision. Um, it was, so yes, I am, the most financially successful in my forties. And that did not start until
0: two weeks after I turned 40 years old. I think it's really important for the women in their like late twenties and early thirties to like latch on, like really grab onto this idea that yeah. they're not, they don't have to make it big right now. Like they can, no. they can hit their, like there's real stride like later and like how much empowerment comes. Like, I don't know about you. Like, actually I do know about you because we talk about this, but like, I feel a lot more empowered in my thirties than I ever, ever did in my twenties. And like, just speaking to you, I know for a fact that you feel more empowered in your 40s than you did in your 30s. Like, I think we can all admit that, like, when we were in our 20s, we knew everything and there was nothing that could stop us, right? Like, and then in my th- in my 30s, I finally came to a place where I'm like, maybe I don't know everything, but I'm okay not knowing everything.
1: No, and, and you realize that in your 40s, you realize, like, okay, I didn't know shit when I was in my 20s. <laughs> and in my 30s, like, wow, it, it, it's, you know, age is there's knowledge. I mean, to, the older you are, the more, you know, that's why like, sometimes when, you know, like you come across like an 80 year old person and they're telling you a story, like, I'm like, listen, I don't care how smart somebody thinks they are. Cause they have a PhD. They graduated from Harvard. They did this listening to an 80 year old speak. They have lived for 80 years. They are almost double my age. Thus, what they have seen, what they have experienced is a lot. So yes, the older you get,
0: um, the more, you know, you know, Marilyn, I know that you have adult children of your own who are honestly, they're so lucky to have a mother, a guide and a leader like you in their lives. And I'm sure you advise them all the time. I want to ask what your advice is for entrepreneurs in their thirties, women like me and women like your younger self. My best advice is that you have to wholeheartedly
1: believe in yourself. Like no one in this world Is not your mother, not your father, not your spouse. No one's going to believe in you the way you do. So when you go into something, you need to really, really, truly trust yourself and give it your all. Like you can't go into something that you want it to be huge and then go into it like half-assed, like if it's a hobby. If you give something your all, if you believe in yourself, I mean, chances are you are going to reap the benefits of that.
0: And it comes back to betting on yourself, right? Like be willing to bet on yourself. You
1: have to go all in.
0: I'll go all in. I love yep. that so okay let's wrap up with a fun game of this or that are you ready yeah, yeah I love this, this is my favorite part. <laughs> okay heels or flats 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 okay boots or sneakers boots t-shirt or blouse t-shirt matching sweats or mixed sweats matching me too beach vacation or snow vacation beach I'm surprised because I, I know how much you love Aspen
1: fit in harbor island it's like, <laughs> to actually vacation and relax it would have to be <clears throat> sweet
0: okay so this one's pretty obvious but i'm just gonna put it out there anyway because like uh-huh. sometimes you're a hybrid like sometimes you like sneak up on me on this type of stuff but in regards to the home do you prefer bold colors or neutrals neutrals all right fake plants or real plants wow.
1: that's where i'm kind of torn i am like fake for some things fake greens that tend to look very real Um, but I do love like beautiful, real plants as well. I like real orchids. I love real flowers. So that one I'm like in the middle. I don't even know if I can answer that one.
0: I kill all my plants. I'm a, I'm a horrible plant mom. I somehow I can kill orchids and I feel like orchids are really hard to kill.
1: Orchids, Yeah. Oh, I got to help you with that
0: one. Yeah, please need help. SOS. Okay. Um, yellow gold or white gold? Yellow gold. Me too. Chanel or Hermes? That's McDonald's. a hard one but I am gonna go or miss. Wow, wow. Wow. Okay, McDonald's or Shake Shack? McDonald's. Oh show, you're my McDonald's buddy. Whenever I'm at McDonald's, I send you a picture that I'm at McDonald's. Oh my gosh. Okay, would you rather be um on the boat or at the beach? Um I think that's a hard one, but I think I would pick the boat. I, yeah. I
1: really love, you know, because it's like on the boat, you could be in the sun, but also get wind and you're so close to the water. And I think it's just very beautiful. And thank God we
0: live in Miami and we get to enjoy boating. Date night. Do you want to go out or stay in? This is obvious. Out. Yeah, for I sure. love to go out. Um, double dates or group dinners? I like both, but I think that right now I have like
1: a big group of friends that they're all like friends with each other. So it's kind of weird. Like sometimes I'll start my reservations and I'll like make a reservation for four. And like, I've already started making them for six or eight because I know like someone's gonna be like, oh, what are you doing today? You know, it's like, it's all the same group. So we go out usually in big groups and have a very good time. We laugh a lot.
0: Do you want to be hosting or do you prefer to be hosted?
1: I am... I like to be hosting. I am a control freak to the craziest extent my friends know it. I am I like to host.
0: You can host me any day. I prefer to be hosted. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, do you pre- are you going for a blazer or a motorcycle jacket? A blazer. And do you prefer weightlifting or doing cardio?
1: Weightlifting. I love weightlifting.
0: And are you going to go with showroom grove? or showroom gables. Uh, I would have to
1: pick the showroom grove because that is my baby. That was the first one.
0: I love that. But you know what? Your showroom gables is amazing too and I love that oh, corner so spot is so clutch.
1: The light we get in that store, it's so accessible to everybody. You know, the parking is easier
0: and you can get ice cream after.
1: You whip and dippers right there. <laughs> or if you're being good, you can have a smoothie. That's There's amazing. like sure that.
0: Marilyn, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. You're a huge thank inspiration. You so much for having me on the show. I greatly you know, appreciate it. It was a long time coming. Yes, but, but we did it. We did it. We did it! This podcast was brought to you by Sana Skin Studio. Be sure to use my code, the Glow, for $25 off of your first facial at Sana when booking via sanaskinstudio.com. More than a skin studio, Sana is a movement towards healthier skin and self-love. Thank you so much for listening to The Know. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful, and someone may need to hear what we cover today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued, and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams.